is the time that we all been waiting on. The moment all the naysayers been hating on. See, they've been talking down on us and flexing. It'll take more than that for you to stop a Houston Texan. A lot of teams talking tough and can't back it up. But not the boys on Kirby, so you can pack it up. Reliant Stadium is where you can find us with the whole city of Houston, Texas. Alright, guys. Welcome back to another edition of Texans Unfiltered, a Houston football podcast for your Houston Texans. I am young Ari Gold. I have my friend, John Wade, the Garnet Texan here. John, what a week. <laughs> Man, that's, I don't even have words for this week. Like, there's so many different emotions going through my head right now. Yeah. I mean, we have hope, but at the same time, that was probably the most Houston game ever because we should have won it. Absolutely. But we have hope. Hope like we we haven't had this sort of hope ever as Texans fan and as Houston football fans probably not since Warren Moon. Warren Moon, like it's mind boggling. Yeah, like I don't even know how to react to that. I mean, I can't think of a Texans game where when you lose, somehow you don't feel so defeated. And that's how I felt Sunday after the game. Like, yeah, I wanted to win. But at the end of the day, like I, I just didn't feel how I wouldn't, like how I felt after the Jags game. I there was hope. You're right, there was hope. And I think I got, I got more mad at the end of the Patriots game. But at the same time, it wasn't that, that hole in my soul that we had after the Jaguars game. I mean, dude, the oh. Jaguars game just it, it killed you. Yeah. This you come out and. We lost, and there's not – I don't want to say that – what is it? There's moral victories or something like that? Because there's not. There's not. But when was the last time our defense lost us the game and not our offense? I have no idea. You know, I, I even even previous blowouts was because our offense couldn't move the ball at all. We went punch for punch with the Patriots. Yeah, we stood toe-to-toe the whole time. And what was the best part was the first touchdown where after we, you know, Brady takes over on, I think it was like the 27, 30 yard line, throws to Gronk for a touchdown. It's like, in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, here it comes. Here it comes. It's time. It's over. The Patriots are going to start scoring. This is going to get out of hand extremely early. And... That wasn't the case. We answered with the touchdown. Well, we actually answered with a field goal, but then we answered again with the touchdown. And it was like every time the Patriots would score or or just have a long drive, our offense would come on the field, and boom, they would just answer back. And you're right. As far as from a quarterback standpoint, I think this is the most excited I've been about a quarterback. Yeah. Even Schaub. I mean, even, even Schaub. I mean, you think about Schaub and it's like, okay, he came from Atlanta. You know, he was a backup in Atlanta. He wasn't well, ours. I mean, even then, Deshaun with Schaub, ours. Schaub, it was kind of, you knew that he was going to be, he was going to be fine. But it was the pieces around him that made him good. Oh, absolutely. I could be completely wrong, but that's always how it no, felt. We got the perfect guy. To drop in with those pieces, I agree. Um, Perfect coach. I, it just it just matched up. He wasn't the building block that you build around. Watson actually is like 
Well, we're Person hoping he is. Um, I really don't want to get too ahead of ourselves. Like, right. I know everybody's like, crown him. It's it. And I do think that that's the case. But we do need to somewhat reel it in because it is literally one game. That is true. Not but to rain on anybody's parade because I want it to be the case. The, the there fact is he did. he's done it two different ways though now. With the, uh, with the Bengals game, he didn't look like a great passer at all. He just essentially survived that game. Yep. And made something happen. Absolutely. But the Patriots game, he looked like a completely different quarterback. Even when he was scrambling in the pocket, he his eyes were up the entire time. The entire time. I so mean, he was looking to were... throw. He wasn't looking to run. He was looking to throw. And he threw... the. More the game went on, the more accurate he got. The more stressful the situation got, the more accurate he got. The better his touch got. Now he still has some flaws in his game. He Absolutely. still cannot throw that touch pass over the middle. But I mean, he's way he's he's better than he's way better than I thought he would be. I mean, I honestly. What did you I, honestly think, John? I honestly. <laughs> I mean, when we had this yeah. pre-draft it was uh, never podcast, released. no, it was never released. They've never heard it. Yeah, I gave they him. Never really I thought got he was going to hear a, what you thought. I thought he was going to be a second rounder. I did not think that he should be should have been a first rounder. And I am very happy that I get to eat crow on this. <laughs> I've said that from the day we drafted him. No, I you, hope, you did. I hope that I was wrong. And we can re-release the podcast. And I said a lot of great things about Deshaun, but I was terrified about his arm strength. I was absolutely terrified. Every time that they had ever kept up with it, any quarterback that threw under 55 struggled in the NFL. Well, Deshaun threw 49. I, I'm at a loss for words. What did I say? You said that it was... <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> you said that that number was pretty much bullshit. <laughs> however, I did. You, however, you I did. did agree with me on him being a second rounder. I did. You just thought my my reasoning was flawed. I did think he was a second rounder, but I was not worried about his arm strength just because of the fact that I don't believe a, a rookie quarterback goes to the combine and says, I don't care how accurate I am. I just want to throw it as hard as I can. Like To me, that just sounds asinine. Like It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't show anything except for their velocity on the ball. It doesn't show that they can be accurate or anything else. It just shows that they throw extremely hard and fast. Right. I didn't care about that. And I think what I did care most about, and I also did say that Deshaun was the one quarterback I did want to that take. That is true. I, I've been saying it for, from day well, one. No, that, me that and you both. You, we, we both, both liked agree. Mahomes. No, we both liked Peterman. Oh, we both liked Peterman. But I, I but think we thought for like a third or fourth rounder we liked him. Not as, not I don't as think any first, of us like, thought that we were going to – I mean, neither one of us thought that we were going to trade up to grab Deshaun. No. Just because we don't do that. Because he essentially went from being one first rounder to being a second – to being worth two – First rounders, yeah, and that was always my biggest issues. I never thought he would he was going to fall to us. I did no. not think he was worth two first rounders, and I mean, I I said a lot of great things about Deshaun. I said that he had everything but the arm strength, and because nobody had ever succeeded in the NFL with that velocity, I was terrified, and I didn't want to trade up. You know what? I was wrong. <laughs> I was just straight up wrong. And I do think that the, the velocity, you know, the arm strength issue, I do think is somewhat still there. I think you can see it on the out on the outs when he's so into the outside. 
it's not like if you look at the Jacksonville game when he came in, if you look at Cincinnati, there wasn't, I think there was maybe only one where he threw into the ground because he just didn't get it there. Uh, he was thrown off his back foot in the New England game. Those out routes, he seems to still have a little bit of trouble with. Everything else, though, that's yeah. it. And when he does, though, it's because he doesn't step into the ball. That's exactly I, right. I, you, no, you're exactly one of the, right. One if of the things the about him is he, at the combine, when they uh, measured a release, how quick his throwing motion would him. He was the quickest. Measure. He was the he quickest. Was the quickest. Of all the he, quickest measured since Aaron Rodgers. Absolutely. So usually, when you have that quick of a release, you have solid mechanics. So my thinking was, he already had solid mechanics. How was he going to improve his velocity? Well, it turns out that he sometimes gets lazy with his feet. I mean, he just doesn't step into it. He kind of torques with his back, and you see it as a good thing. Like when he was getting taken down for that for that sack. When he was still able to complete a pass, even oh though he was God. sacked. That shows arm strength. That that was all arm and back. That was all arm. And he does that sometimes when he's running around. Yep. Oh, when he runs, it looks like yeah. it's a straight bolt, like far of throwing. Yeah. It's a it's a fucking dog. It's a bullet. Yeah. And he's Yeah, I was wrong. I'm sorry. If Watson ever hears this or if there anybody ever finds a clip of that and releases it, I'm sorry. Because I was wrong. You are the skittiest of podcasts. Right, right now, at this point, he's shown enough that he was worth it. He, he is now, the oh, thing the, is, the interception that was the that was the one that I, I felt he, like yes, I think they both were off. Yeah, Hop and and Deshaun. But if you look at where Hop was in comparison to where Stephen Gilmore was, it, the strength on the velocity on that ball was not there. Right. No matter where Hopkins well, he just, was going, yeah. that wasn't going to get to where he just kind of he just kind of flicked it, and yeah. he can't do that. You can't do that. that Some quarterbacks can't. He can't. We just don't want him to. Yeah, no we don't kidding. Know if he can, I guess. And, Maybe he can open right. And I do think now that he was worth it because this was his second game against right? the best coach all time. Right. And against the best quarterback all time, in a place where people don't go to win. Right. Does this this could be the high point of his career? I doubt it. Oh, I don't I, think it will be. I very much doubt it. That that is in the realms of possibility. There has been quarterbacks that have come out of nowhere, like Matt Flynn, thrown three hundred and some odd y- yards, and you never hear from him again. Nope. So it's entirely possible that this was a fluke. I just doubt it. With his history already, I mean, what he did in college, he has a very very strong resume. What he did in high school. What he did in high school. I mean, I think he was the number one rated quarterback in high school in Atlanta, like in the history of high school football. Uh, there may be, I think there was maybe one more. I think he scored the most touchdowns. There, there was something about as far as a prospect goes, he was the number one or two ranked prospect in Georgia all time. He actually outranked Cam Newton. Cam Newton, I think, was third. Um, only reason I know that is because. I was listening to the radio today, and this guy from Atlanta called in and spoke on it. So, um, it's there. There's there's something there. I mean, there just is. It's all and it's all that shit that everybody talked about. All the Clemson fans talked about. It's it, we don't know what it is, but he just has it right. And yeah, you can't he, quantify exactly what that means. But he's you know, just it's never too big for him. <laughs> I was always on the other end. He's ripped my heart out for four years straight. It's it's nice to be on this end now. Right. Because now you kind of get it. 
I used to, I honestly thought that he, the teams he played with in Clemson were just loaded. Like, yeah, they, they were. For college football teams, they were straight up loaded with athletes. And there's a reason they went to the national championship twice. There is. And there's a reason they went toe to toe with Alabama two years in a row. Real quick. So he lost to Alabama and lost to Nick Saban the first time he played him. Right? He, he apparently never makes the same mistake twice. And then he went to play Alabama again. Yeah. And what did he do? He won. So in the AFC Championship, when we play the New England Patriots, what's he going to do? Man. Ooh. I'm just kidding. That's just, a, I'm just joking. That would be maybe, nice. Like, maybe I, it I, happens. I, 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 honestly, I love that algebra, but you know what? It's, I mean, it, it's funny. We, we, when we pulled Savage week one, we both said, okay, now the expectations of the season have to change. We, we can't expect what we expected. Well, you're not supposed to be able to do that with a rookie quarterback. After this game, though, let me ask you, John. After this game and how it was played and how he played, are our expectations right back to where they were prior to? No, they shouldn't be. Really? Really. After that one game, you don't think that that's a fair expectation? Because I don't think we expect we a Super still, Bowl. I, you know, I thought we had a Super Bowl caliber defense. I still think we do. And I still, I still think we do. Now, unfortunately, Deshaun is still a rookie. Could he be the first rookie to win a Super Bowl? <laughs> I mean, like you know, I mean, with the way that he is, you know, it's and with sa- what people say, it's the same trouble. The Clemson. And it's the same trouble that I just got into with his with his velocity. I don't think it's we can. never been done. <laughs> people say that a lot with Deshaun. It seems. Hey, man, if I'm wrong, hey. I will be that. I will be so happy. I, mean, I, I don't. You, I, be you know, I think everybody. But I don't well, think I don't. It's not, but I think playoffs is still a possibility. Yeah, now. playoffs is a possibility. I think after the Jags game, I don't we, think we can have that expectation to make the playoffs. With our defense, I think we have about a three-year window where we can expect it to be just this good. Without who knows what type of draft picks we'll have over the next couple of years. Well, we know we don't have two next year, but yeah. it looks like it was worth it. So. I we think, can't complain about it, really. Yeah, I think we maybe have a three-year window of our defense to be... I don't know if they'll continue to be at this exact same level, but where they're just solid. And our offense should be on an upward, upward, upward climb, you know? It should be better. It should continue to improve. And if it does, like, we could possibly have a couple of years that are really fun to watch. But this year, it, we're not going to the Super Bowl for rookie quarterback. I agree. I, agree. I, I, I just I wanted wish. to throw it out there. I think that we might scare the shit out of somebody in the playoffs, and that could be fun. Yeah, I think Wild Card Weekend and things like that will, you know, maybe the divisional round. But I don't know. I, I don't see us. Unfortunately, I feel like the Patriots' defense is going to get better. I, I do think that they'll probably be a lot tougher in the playoffs. I mean, that's just them anyways. They're going to be tougher in the playoffs. But – it's just dependent on kind of how things go. Uh, okay, so Deshaun's great. He's the savior. He's the franchise quarterback we've always wanted. He's everything we wanted him to be. Proved you wrong. Probably proved a ton of other people wrong. But when does the credit start to go to Bill O'Brien just a little bit for the gameplay, the, the game calling? I mean, just everything about the game. He was calling plays of confidence again. I mean, that's... It looked like the passion was back with Bob. 
Right. I mean, we've spent the past couple of years playing so ridiculously conservative. He did not want our – he knew the limitations of our quarterbacks. And he's always had to dumb down the playbook to make it work for who he has. Dumb down the playbook, simplify the playbook. Yep. Um, and then on top of that, just not trusting them to make a play. So he tried to take the ball out of their hands. Yep. It looked like this weekend, this past weekend, we once once the Patriots scored that first touchdown, Bill O'Brien was more or less like, fuck it. I'm going to see, see what we got. Either this is going to blow up in my face and it'll just be like Jaguars opening weekend. Or who knows? Who knows what the kid can do? And he let him play. And he put a lot on Deshaun. I mean, we probably did play actions on 50% of – and it does – I mean, I know the play calling was 50% run, 50% pass, but it really didn't feel like that. It really felt like he asked a lot of Deshaun Watson. Yeah, he – to me, Bill O'Brien, as much shit as he's gotten for the last three years <clears throat> with our offense, with our quarterbacks – and there's still issues with the offense. There's still issues with the run game. It's it's definitely not perfect. But I feel like those people that argued and always said, look, he's gone 9-7, and seven, and look who he's had at quarterback. Look at what he's been able to do. Wait till you get a quarterback. Then I think you'll start to see the full potential of Bill O'Brien. I think those people are probably celebrating right now because if – Bill O'Brien's able to do what he did Sunday the rest of the season and open up the playbook and really have the offense that he wants. Then we have a reason, first and foremost, for us to extend Bill O'Brien because our offense should be, I would say, average this year. If that's, I think that's a fair expectation for us to say that we have a top 15 offense, probably at the latter half. I think... Bill O'Brien deserves all the credit that he's been given up to this point and deserves all the criticisms that he's received up to this point. But I think what we saw Sunday was a true glimpse of what we can expect from our offense. That's what I think. And I think Bill O'Brien is going to start to tailor the offense more around the quarterback now. And it won't be the pride, egotistical Bill O'Brien that we all think he is. Maybe he was stubborn for a reason. Maybe he truly knew that the offense he wanted to implement could not be done by the quarterbacks he had. Yeah, that was pretty obvious. I mean... So now, he's got one. And now we can see what we, what me and you both think. I think me and you are both Bill O'Brien supporters. Right. I mean, if you listen to Bill O'Brien talk, I've listened to way too many of his radio shows, too many of his press conferences... So many of the YouTube videos where he explains coaching to try and understand him. And he really is very, 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 very intelligent when it comes to football. Absolutely. I think that he does have a soft spot for his players. He always has his guys, which is also something I think that's pretty obvious. He always wants to trust veterans over rookies. He wants, like to, a, he wants them to earn that trust. Right. It's, I, I mean... <clears throat> We can't get over how big of a step it is for him to be playing Deshaun Watson. And that actually proves that he was very much involved in that draft pick. I agree 100%. Um, I just think that 
he knows he's smarter than most play most coaches. I that he's had so much so much success that he's never really had. He's never really been demoted as a coach. He's always been promoted. I I mistakenly thought this is where maybe it's not a mistake. It's only been one game, but it looks like we're back on track. But I've always thought that he did a fantastic job with the defense. He put players in or put coaches in with different opinions, with all having the same sort of goal though. They wanted to have that that amorphous New England style defense where you can switch from a three four to a four three. You have players that can do multiple things. You go from playing both zone to man with the same formation on the same down, on the same play depending on how deep the receivers ran their routes. And they did a fantastic job on that on defense. But then on offense, I've said this before, he has no he has the smallest offensive coaching staff in the league. He didn't want to hear other opinions that didn't agree with him. And that always frustrated me. But it maybe maybe again I'm wrong on this where he's not hearing those other opinions cuz he maybe he is right. And we'll get to see. I mean, now he's got a quarterback. Now we—he's been shown that he knows how to game plan for that quarterback. So we'll see. Yeah, I think. I definitely think that it's. It has a lot to do with the. I mean, when we're talking about his small coaching staff, I do think that you're right. He doesn't want other people around him that don't agree with what his mindset is, what his offense, what he thinks his offense should look like. And. He may be as smart as he thinks he is and well, just hasn't actually, had the player personnel to be able to do what he I wants to do. completely agree with his philosophy. If you look at just any of like the football, smart, whatever crap, I, don't, I can't even think of the names of it. Like sharp football, for instance. The most successful offenses are able to run the ball when a team can't defend the run and throw the ball when the team can't defend the pass. The top five offenses year in, year out, get that. The rest of the league typically falls into what they do best. So you can be average just by doing what you do best. But to be the elite level offense, the Atlantas, the New Englands, you adapt your game plan from week to week. That is entirely Bill O'Brien's. He's always said it. They're a week-to-week game plan. He maybe got too aggressive with that, with all the personnel, where they were trying to have different personnel to do different things, and maybe that's what happened with Jalen Strong. So maybe now he's came back to the realization, it's like, you know, if we can pass the ball with this set of receivers, we'll pass the ball with this set of receivers, and we'll run the ball with this group of running backs and play to the player's strengths against the defense's weaknesses. But again, one game, game and a half, really, because the second half of the Bengals game, you you started to see it, and not the entire New England game. So we'll see going forward. Yeah, I think it's great to see. So many good things about this game. And it's the first time that we're able to talk about the offense at, at such a for such a long amount of time. I mean, typically it's, hey, here's some couple plays that we liked. Here's what we think. Now it's we're able to potentially see what we think will we'll be a part of and what we'll see our quarterback do and our offense do. And let's just hope that we can carry the momentum over from the 
Patriots game into the Tennessee game because it's going to be a completely different game from New England. They play a completely they have a different completely different mindset when it comes to offense. So, okay, so obviously some good DeAndre. You do you want to apologize to him too for calling him Dropkins uh, last episode or? Do you want to save the? Hey, I apologized right after I said mm. that. Right, but he still said it. It's kind of personal <laughs> at that point. Like he kind I of said, came back I and said, told you, "No, I'm, I'm, I'm still here. I'm just learning no, from." I, this I new even said at the time that he was just in a little bit of a slump. He would battle through it, and he did. And he's fine. And he's perfectly fine. Ellington is pretty much exactly what I expected him to be. Ellington is exactly what you called him <laughs> out to be. Except, you, but I, I just keep going back to when he gets hurt. Yeah, he because you just you did that to me. Yeah, but I, I mean, don't well, think look I don't at think it, he's, he's already hurt. he's already missed the game. I, I don't mean, I don't think he's going to be hurt. I think he's going to be fine. If you look at the way Deshaun obviously likes him a lot. Yeah, he brings a, a completely different element, and he's a perfect complement to to DeAndre. To be honest with you, he's actually he's the most solid slot receiver we've had. Um, yeah, no, he really is. I mean, he's all, he's the same age as what was Hopkins, that last white receiver so. we had that we always he was the best blocker, so Kubiak kept him around forever. Kevin Walker, Kevin, yeah. was it Walker? Walter. Walter, Walter, Kevin Walter. He was probably the best slot receiver we had. Well, he was a blocker, but he was a good slot receiver. He yeah. caught everything that was thrown his way. Um, but now, yeah, you're right. Bruce Bruce fills a role that we need filled, and he's dependable, and he can catch what's thrown to him. He's explosive if we need him to be. That touchdown catch was great. Deshaun also placed it perfectly. Absolutely perfectly. Couldn't I mean you couldn't have asked for it to be in a better spot. But yeah, you're hundred percent correct. Ellington is exactly what we needed, and he's exactly what you said he was. Braxton caught what was thrown to him this week. Yeah. And he got open. Uh, there was one play where if he, Deshaun would have thrown it a little earlier. Braxton may have, I'm not going to say he would have taken it to the house, but he definitely would have gotten more yardage. Yeah, uh, Braxton, he's not as strong on the outside as he is when he plays slot. And I, it's weird because him and Ellington can both play slot, and they, Ellington can actually play outside a little bit better. But for whatever reason, they've chosen to go with Miller outside Ellington in the slot, maybe because Ellington's a better slot receiver. But... Miller still has that when he actually has the ball in his hands. And if he turns towards the quarterback and catches the ball, he's he's pretty reliable that way. He's still struggling with over the shoulder. My my understanding is for receivers, that's usually the last thing that comes to him. Very few people are gifted with the ability to catch over the shoulder the basket like the basket catches. So Miller's a work in progress. I think that he's gonna be a great rotational receiver once Fuller's back. And I think he'll do better as a rotational receiver than he has playing the majority of the snaps like he has. I'm willing to bet money that it's going to be Hopkins, Ellington, and Fuller as our top three receivers, and we may see that as early as this weekend. Hopefully we do see it this weekend. Yeah. Because Fuller adds an element that we're missing. Fuller's going to open up the field. I know you hate Fuller. I don't hate Fuller. You I hate. just You hate No, him. I don't. I just thought it was a waste of a pick. Because you don't like him. It has nothing to do with him. It has to do with other areas that we could have and should have addressed that we didn't. And to me, a wide receiver in the first round is a luxury pick. You can find wide receivers to catch the ball. And when it comes to a team that is struggling on offense, typically you don't point to the wide receivers as the issue for the struggling offense. 
It's usually one of two things. Yeah, you're right. I mean, we could the quarterback gotten, or the offensive line. The year that we, we drafted Strong in the third round, we could have gotten Diggs in the fifth round. That's that's what I'm saying. You can find wide receivers, but you can't find offensive linemen. And if you look at where we're at, when we drafted Fuller, we lost Ben Jones. We lost Brandon Brooks. We needed interior offensive linemen. Well, Martin's been a solid pick. Yeah, no, Nick Martin was. Yeah. But that's fine. You, you, you can't tell me, though, that if you they really, would have went you right really tackle sh- or right guard in the first round, that you would have been upset. You should Well, I don't think you should draft guards in the If they're going to make an impact, then you, you, you have a you need. Draft, I feel like you, you draft you, tackles. You don't draft guards. Guards. Where was Zach Martin taken? Second round. Was he? Yeah. You sure? Yeah. This one was the first round. No, it was second. Either way, if you, if you need a guard... I would rather have. I would have oh, much rather Zach taken, Martin. Yeah, yeah, he was a first rounder. Right. I, I, I was thinking of R. Martin. Yeah, no, one of the best guards in the league. Um, I, I think when it comes to there's exceptions to every rule, but I mean for the most part you don't pick guards in the first. But round. there's a reason why he was taken in the first round. Now yeah, look at he's the best right guard. There's in the not league. a Zach Martin every year. There's not. There's not. But if there's and, and we also don't know what tackles were available at the time. I know we had Derek Newton. We just signed him to the contract extension. We didn't know. You know, obviously, we thought we were set at that spot. But at the same time, depth on the offensive line, to me, still would have been more important than adding a wide receiver. Yes, it's nice to have a fast wide receiver that can stretch the field. No, I, I mean, I just I, thought we I, could I, address other things. The I, defensive line would have been okay with right. me. You know, not that Covington isn't good, and he had a great game. But imagine if you would have had another stud on the D line, right? Well, I mean, Corners. I've been, I've been like, very, there's so many different right. areas that we could have went safety. I mean, wide I, receiver. I actually disagree. I, I think we needed a receiver that was coming off the year where all we had was Hopkins. Mm-hmm. We needed something else on offense. Cecil Shorts was fine. Nate Washington was fine. They caught what was thrown to them. If you don't have somebody throwing on the ball, what does it matter? Well, if you build up a strong set of skill players, it makes the quarterback look a whole lot better. It makes his job easier. Yeah, it makes him look a whole lot better. But did it? I mean, I don't know. To me, I still think we just didn't have anybody. All we had was Hopkins. Shorts was hurt the whole time. But Washington found somebody to. Nasty Nate was still. I mean, he was just he was replacement level. And Fuller, you go for a first round receiver, you're going for a home run pick. And I understand why they took Fuller. He was the fastest, and he was the most polished route runner. Yeah, but you could have gotten Tyreek Hill in the third round. We would have never taken him. I'm just saying, you could have gotten speed later get, in the round. Is right. That what I'm saying. There's speed all throughout the draft. Right. And that's why part of the reason I had problems with Fuller for what you took him as. They took him to take the defense, the top off the defense. Yeah. And I think that you could find another player because with those players, you're not necessarily ca- counting on them to catch every ball. Just every now and then would be nice. With Fuller, the thought was he's a great, great route runner and he has that speed. So he should be better. And he is a good route runner. He is. I'll give him that credit. And the drops and just piss me off because they're just big drops. The drops piss you off because they the always seem to happen when you don't need them to happen. But I just... Fuller's never going to be a star. He's right. not. He's at best a Sean Jackson light, and I don't think that you take that in the first round. You take somebody with a higher ceiling than that, because here's the thing about Fuller: no matter 
what he does to improve, he will never his hands are going to be an issue always. It, it just is. He may reduce his drop rate, but he's never going to have the same catch radius. He just it is what it is. He's going to be fast. He's going to run great routes. So he's always going to be open. And maybe we'll actually throw the ball enough now where when he does have those drops, it's not an issue. But he's never going to be a superstar. And it's not necessarily the fact that, like I said, it's not necessarily the drops. Like, I, But one thing I do want to bring up, like people give Hopkins so much shit for, for having drops. But when you need him to catch, he catches. When you need Fuller to catch, he doesn't catch. And to me, that's a big difference. Those are two different kinds of like drops. Which you have yeah, a guy who again, drops on a third and seven. Yeah, yeah, that sucks. Give him another year. Give him some more time. I, I'm totally with you. And I hope I prefer obviously. I mean, Fuller had some better. great, great clutch catches for Notre Dame. Um, so I think it's a possibility. And he's gonna bring, but he's gonna bring something to the offense. It doesn't even matter what round he was taken anymore. He's here. He's a Texan. It's like I said after we just we drafted Deshaun Watson. We want him to succeed. We really want him to succeed. We really want him to do the job that he was brought in to do. We really want him to open up the offense. We really want him to bring that extra amount of space, especially now with the quarterback that we have, especially now with both running backs that we have. With Ellington working underneath, Hopkins doing Hopkins thing, and Fuller being able to legitimately take the top off with a quarterback that's not afraid to throw. No, you're right. You're right. It's the perfect – It's he's literally the perfect piece right now based on the way the offense looks. He's exactly what we need. <clears throat> I still just feel that with that pick. Oh, is exactly what we need for a non-offensive lineman. And look at where we're at with yeah. our offensive line now. You know, well, that's yeah. What... You, you could be upset about taking a guard in the first round, but would yeah. you be mad at it right now? Well, Mance played all right. Mance, but we still have another guard that needs. <laughs> I, I'm just saying. And, I mean, and the line just... did play better. You know, and we had just stuff, taken but... Xavier. Everybody expected him to develop, and he didn't. And I don't think he ever will. He, he'll flash every now and then and get our hopes up again, but. He, at this point, he is what he is. He's going to be one of the most consistent guard interior linemen in the league. Just is. He, he's garbage. I don't like, I don't like Sufi at all. Again. But then you just go back to that as well, and you could add Derek Carr and some of the yeah. other things. I mean, there's, and I think that has a lot to do with why people view him the way that he does. But I, I just don't think he's a very good lineman. I do think we are blessed to have Mance yet again fill in yet again in a position where we need him, just like last year. And so I'm very grateful for whoever found him as an undrafted free agent. Who was that? I don't know. But. Was it Rick Smith? Can't be Rick Smith. Can't be Rick Smith. <laughs> we can't give him credit. Do we ever say positive things about Rick Smith? I've never had a reason to. <laughs> um. <laughs> no, I, I have, obviously. But. Uh, yeah, look, Will Fuller coming back will be hit nice. Let's get to the defense. So we were in the back. I mean, we were in the backfield all day. JJ first two plays of the game, tackle for loss, tackle for loss. He just then, ran out of gas. Way too he ran out of the gas. Like that third and fourth quarter, oh, you can see him with his hands on his hip, just. I I think we called that one timeout for, um, for, for our second timeout entirely for JJ. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. I mean. 
when he had gas in him, JJ was JJ. But he just he's just not in football shape. He's just not there yet. Well, he just hasn't had the time to get back into it the way that we're used to. Like yeah. you saw, you see flashes of him being exactly what we're used to seeing, and they started to move him around again. But I don't know. I think JJ will be fine. The and also line, remember, he's playing with a destroyed finger. Like it's essentially what happened to my finger. I couldn't do shit. Yeah, he's but playing. He, Football. He lost feeling in that finger like th- three or four years ago. He even said to himself, like, I literally can't do it. I mean, I don't feel anything. So it's not impacting him too much if it's always been that way. I, I just think that he's got to get back into shape. He's got to get back into playing the amount of snaps that he plays, getting back into that routine of being a football player and going through all the practices and everything else that he has to go through. I think that's a big part of it. And I wouldn't be surprised if after the bye week we start to see – Old JJ. For longer stretches. For I mean, longer stretches. Yeah. I, I do think that the front seven is going to be fine. I'm not worried about it. I know there's a lot of concerns about the secondary right now. I'm not necessarily worried about the secondary, to be honest with you. Jonathan Banks, first game thrown in against the Patriots, who just do so many different things. They are just, all of their wide receivers are just great route runners. I mean, it's just that simple. They are great Chris route runners. Just... They're crisp. Brandon Cooks is a great route runner and then has speed and so many other things. The safeties, you know, it was their first bad game of the season. What quarterback is going to make your safeties look bad? And, I mean, sometimes you just – sometimes you're just going to get got. I mean, there's no other way to put it. Brady is going to get his. That's what he does. I mean, they scored well, – they scored over 30 points, and we still can consider it a pretty solid defensive performance. Yeah. And they still scored that many points. And it's true. And we had a lot a lot of plays. We didn't get enough of them, obviously. I mean, heck, we get one more, and we win the game. But, I mean, we still had a lot of very good defensive plays. And the safeties had some good defensive plays. I mean, that, that first... Dry, or the first touchdown with uh, Corey Moore on, on Gronk. I mean, he stopped the first play. Secondly, Gronk pushed off of him. There's not much you can do. Gronk's a freaking monster. But he, he, I mean, he was in his face. He covered him as well as he could. I, I don't think Corey Moore is going to be an issue. Yes, we would have loved for him to make that pick at the end of the game. But he didn't make it. And Gilchrist looks like he's a player. I, I told you. I've always liked Marcus Gilchrist. Yeah, he, he looks like he's really good. I think he's going to be fine. And he's he's getting better every game. It was they attacked the safeties when Moore was in. Moore's not really our coverage coverage safety. He's more of our hitter. Yep. And if only he had some hands on him. How I mean Andre, he's he's been above average so far this season. He he was. He could have helped out Banks a little bit more on a couple of plays. That's what I think was the design, but I'm not in the coach's heads. But that was my guess. Um, Banks, I think you know, Banks will be fine. He's first time in the defense, right? And we play that we play that hybrid cover two where you go from cover two to man, and you switch off. And how fucking Patriots coaches were able to see that. 
and they knew exactly where the switch off was and able to play the next the next play and then just just alternated the routes right where they switched yep Uh, that's what we are going against probably one of the smartest coaching staffs the only one offensively that as smart as McDaniel's is probably Andy Reid yeah we'll get him too soon yeah I I would say both of them are pretty much on par and then I think with Brady I mean he's just gonna be able to put the ball in places that most quarterbacks can't Brady sees things. Brady, Brady just sees things that no other quarterback does. He's the best quarterback to ever play the game, and that's he's not physically gifted, and he's the best quarterback. He just sees things. He just does Brady things. That throw to Cooks at the end of the game was what can you do? There's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do. Well, Cooks didn't even have to move. The only thing that could have been done is Moore should have knocked him out of bounds. We all say that. Yes, I agree 100. percent I think Moore. Just caught, caught up in the moment. I think he thought he was going to get the interception. I think that... Really? Yeah. The, he went for the ball. The way he went for the ball, I thought he... The he way he reacted, I think that he thought he had a chance of grabbing the interception, and the ball just kind of slid away from him into Cook's hands. Interesting. That The way he reacted. Okay. Just the way you watch it, the way he goes up. Because if he didn't think he was going to be able to get to the ball... He would have destroyed Cooks. Like, you would even take the defensive pass interference at that point. You do something. We've stopped them on the goal line before. So, that was the only thing that I can think of is he thought, I'm going to get that interception. I'm going to end this game right now. And that's what I thought. Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah. He was trying to make up for the play a couple of plays earlier. Our boy Cunningham, though. He's, he's still doing Cunningham things. He's still doing Cunningham things. They didn't even throw it to their running backs. They did a couple times, but he was right there. Yeah, he that's threw what, it once to Deion Lewis in the flats, and he was right there. Yeah, they ate us alive in the playoffs, and they just couldn't do it anymore. Uh-huh. Cunningham's there, Dylan Cole's there, same sort of. I mean, it's it's good to see that we're getting better. I don't. Everybody was like, "Oh, this is why we should have paid AJ Boye." I love Boye. I wish he was there. I think the game does change with him, but he doesn't stop cooks. I would say. Well, maybe not in that play. I think the one thing that where people need to realize when it comes to Bouye is when we let him go, everybody just assumed Kevin Johnson could fill his position. And I don't know if they just didn't take into account the fact that he's been hurt every season he's been here. So counting on a player that has always been hurt is just going to – it's just not a smart decision, especially considering the fact that we had the money to pay Bouye. Well, I no, we got – we got screwed on the Boye negotiations. We did. We did. The Jacksonville, they designed the, the contract so front-loaded that we could not match it until we traded Osweiler. Right. And But we did trade Osweiler in I time. Don't, yeah. I don't, it was in time. I don't, we don't know how those negotiations went. We don't know if they knew that. you got to remember from what was released and what was leaked out. Right. The contracts were essentially mirror images. We offered Boye more money later. Yep. They offered him more money up. Front. That's something we do. Yeah, we never do that. We they, so do. that's them making. They made a legitimate effort to get him. I now think, they could have possibly been on the phone. Hey, man, just wait, just wait, just wait. And AJ said no. <laughs> that could have entirely happened, and that's why he signed with Jacksonville. But we don't know that. We don't. I, I, I would have liked to have found a way to sign Bouye. I think Bouye makes this defense. Ten times I, better than where it's at now. I still think that was part of the motivation on the Brock trade is they wanted to be able to match, and AJ just didn't wait. You don't think it was Romo? I think I, I think it was both. 
I think they wanted to sign up AJ, and I thought they wanted to make a run for Romo. And that was my exact thought. Says I think we're gonna get, we're gonna be able to keep AJ, and we're gonna go after Romo. When we had our text back and forth when that happened, I still believe that. But how quickly AJ signed right after the Osweiler trade, no, yeah, right. they they never had a chance to counter. Yeah. He he didn't want to wait for whatever reason. He didn't want to wait. Oh, oh well, he's a part of a great defense over there in Jacksonville now. So yeah. Uh, okay, so the questionable calls. Uh, as we literally watch a third and one not get converted by Lamar Miller, by the way, uh, two out of four third and ones were not uh, converted, but whatever. So with the the challenge timeout, or, or I mean with the challenge, I don't think that was a bad decision. I mean it was a 50, it would have been a fifty five yard field goal. Kostowski can hit that. I'm actually he's hit it in his past. I'm very surprised they didn't go for the field goal. I think that they were afraid of him missing it. Because they were afraid of Deshaun. Well, it's only it's half a field. You know, yeah, like that's what's crazy. Having a capable offense actually probably changed that play. Yeah, that's a weird feeling to have, isn't it? Did you it? just say that? <laughs> you need to write that down. Or yeah, but I mean, when Bill O'Brien was sitting there thinking about it, he's like, "They're going to go for the field goal." Yeah, nobody's respected our offense in years. They're going to go for the field goal. And, and why? I mean, yeah. So I agree. I don't. I don't have any issue with that one. I don't have any issue with that. Uh, the third. And two in the fourth quarter with two minutes and 50 seconds left. I think with the way our offense was playing, yes, it's smart to take a risk. But I also think the way our defense was playing and the way we were harassing Brady, I think that also made sense as well. I don't think, and we talked about this before the podcast, if he would have went for it and not gotten it, We'd be killing them the, right after because Brady drove them down. They kicked a field goal and won the game. If he would have went for it and got it, we'd say he was a genius. If we would have kicked the field goal and played defense and stopped him, we would have said O'Brien was a genius. And unfortunately, with the outcome that happened where we gave up a touchdown at the end, we think O'Brien's an idiot. I think no matter what he would have done, it wouldn't have been the right move. But I, I think our defense was playing well enough that you risk it. I understand both sides, and I agree. There's, there's we, no right we're, we're, If we lose the game no matter what, we're skewering him no matter what. Exactly. I think that... And if we biggest, would have won, they would have gave him no credit. Right. Let's just be real. It would have all been Deshaun. It, it would have all been Deshaun. And deservingly so. But here's the thing. The only problem I have was running Lamar Miller up the gut. That's it. I understand. My thought on him is he's... He's probably thinking he's the veteran. The worst thing in the world right now would be a, a fumble. That's the only thing I can think of in a high-pressure situation. He wants to trust his veteran player. I think if Alfred Blue was there, Blue would have gotten instead of, instead of Miller. I just don't understand why. <laughs> just can let Foreman do it. He hasn't fumbled yet. and he Every time he touches the ball, something happens. He always falls forward. He's going to get... At least a yard. He's going to get at least positive something. Yeah. Even if it's an inch, he's going to get something. With Miller, I don't know. Is it, it something with how they recruited him to come to Houston? Part of the reason they're recruiting him here is they told, and part of the reason he came here, and he apparently took less money, back. is because we promised him the workload. We promised we were going to feature him. This was going to be his backfield. 
and maybe they want to keep that promise to him. So we've probably got another week where we have to watch this and rip our hair out, and it really should be 50-50. Miller does a lot of good things. He's not a bad running back. And he's looked better this year with Deshaun. Yeah. I mean, there's been a lot of outside runs that have worked for him. A lot of in-between tackles on the on the guard side that have worked for him. Yeah. I think he got like 10 yards on, on, on one of the inside runs uh, in the New England game. He's just not, He's just not a not power back. Right. Yeah. I mean, you could put the worst power back in the league, and he's better suited to get that one yard than Miller is. That's just not what Miller's good at and not what we should be asking him to do. I agree. If we're trying to get that one yard with Miller, we shouldn't be running it up the middle. We should be doing a toss. Let him try and outrun somebody to the outside. Maybe if we've set it up enough by trying to run him through the middle that we could actually try that one game. But at this point... That's just misusing your personnel. And that is my biggest problem with O'Brien for the entire game. We've said from the beginning, we've said for since Bill O'Brien took on the offensive coordinator, he was going to have issues managing the clock. I cannot think of a single coach. Y'all can tell me on Reddit if I'm wrong, tweet at us if I'm wrong. Hell, see me on the street and yell at me that I'm wrong. If you can tell me one offensive coach that calls their plays that manages the clock well. There isn't one. Nobody's going to be able to tell you they're wrong. And that was part of the reason that he even said that um, Rack got his promotion. That was the first thing he said to help him manage the clock. Yeah. And other things along those lines. I think there was just a, 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 a mind fart on both of both their parts. I, I think, think Deshaun was thinking there was enough time for him to spike it. I think Deshaun forgot NFL rules for about half a second. In the college, in college, they stopped the clock to move the chains. So I think he kind of got a little bit between there, and he probably also got told, this is also what's going through his head, he probably was told that he had the decision. If he could get up there and spike it, or if he needed to call a timeout, he was probably told it was on him, which is probably something you don't do with a rookie quarterback. Bill O'Brien was probably half trying to figure out what next play to call yep, and try and manage the clock at yep. the same time. And for normal people, taking two seconds to think about something is not that big of a deal. NFL coach, clock time, clock and counting down, that's a big deal. That's why we're talking about it. Yeah. And that's why play callers can't manage the clock. I mean. When you have Deshaun back there, there's a chance that anything can happen. And to be honest with you, even with 23 seconds left, I still thought that there was a chance. Dude, that was the best feeling. With a normal team, like with any other quarterback we've had, I still would have thought, okay, this game's over. But with Deshaun, I still felt that there was an opportunity that we could at least that we could win the game. I I wanted I, I didn't wanted the ball it. back in his hand. I, I could not. I, I didn't doubt it. I and actually, when he made that throw to Hopkins, I was like, oh god, there's a chance. I thought he was gonna pull it off. I did too. I thought I that, was trying, and then I realized we played the Patriots and we can't win. Yeah, I mean, that's probably the the best feeling out of. Everything oh, that yeah. I actually wanted the ball in Watson's hand. The Hail Mary was great. I mean, it was a perfect throw. Yeah. He I mean, threw it as well. Nothing you can do with Gronk's back there just boxing people out. He threw it as well as he as he could have. He did. All Overall, right. the offense was great. The defense had some questions, but I think they're, eventually the defense is going to settle down. I'm not too worried. We're literally like keep in mind we're in week three. We're going to be fine on defense. All right, we could probably got about ten minutes left. You want to talk a little bit about the Titans? 
Yeah, I think the – so what do you expect from this Titans game? It's a completely different <laughs> offense than what we've seen any, uh, this entire year. I don't They're even gonna know. They're going to pound and pound and pound and – The Titans team that played the Raiders, we can beat. The Titans team that just was more physical than the Seahawks, they were more physical than the Seahawks. In Seattle. In Seattle. I, I'm just dumbfounded by that. You don't do that. If you go into Seattle and you win, it's not because of physicality. You no. just – things go your way or whatnot. Yep. Seattle didn't look like they belonged on the field with the Titans. That is terrifying. I know. Those running backs are scary too. Both of them. And Rashard Matthews, you know, it's like last – when we talked about him, them signing Decker, we like basically played down the fact that he, he's their leading receiver, and yet he's still their leading receiver, and he looks good. Yeah, so Corey he looks good. Corey Davis hasn't been able to stay on the field. Um, Decker's just and eh, Decker. Well, he they're asking him to block a lot, which is I think with which is funny. He didn't want to do that in New York anymore, but he goes to Tennessee and now he wants to do it again. So I guess that's what winning. Does. It was a one-year contract, too, right? Yeah. And so then, maybe he's trying to earn a little more next year. Yeah, trying to be more of a team player. Yeah. He, I mean, he's good enough. He should play on the outside. I understand his grief, but whatever. And then who's that new that new receiver? The uh, third-round pick? The little fast guy? Oh, um, God. Luong? Dang it. Why can't I think of his name? Oh, uh, now we got to look it up. Well, he actually he looks really good. They're using him as a gimmick player, but he looks really good. I mean, I hope that Fuller's back so we can – so we have Fuller for this game. I think it's kind of telling that uh, Jason Braddock um, – Jason, if you're in Houston, you know who he is. He's very well-respected. Um, he's also very respected in the fantasy community, and he went and he picked up Will Fuller in all of his leagues. So Fuller plays this weekend. He's going to have a major role against Tennessee because we're going to need him to stretch that defense. Um, and not just lat- uh, vertically, we also need him from sideline to sideline. Dick LeBeau, he's, I don't know, Confusing I think he's, shit. he's like a vampire or something. He just won't go away, and he's still smarter than just about every other defensive coordinator in the league. Yeah, Taewon Taylor. Taewon Taylor. Yeah, he's, there. he's not putting up huge numbers, but he's making plays. But their defense is not nearly as talented as our defense. But it's still good. And yet, the production he gets out of them. I mean... I think Jarrell Casey is one of the best... I think he's a top five defensive end in the league. Yeah. I don't think a lot of people say that about him. He's great against the run. And he's just he destroyed us last... What was yeah. Week 17 last year. He, he, he killed us. Yeah. Casey's good. Arakpo's not quite the player he used to be, but he's still pretty good. I, I like Carl Klug, the defensive tackle. I think they they have a good defense. Wesley Woodyard's a good defense, uh, good middle linebacker. Their corners, yeah, they have. The, but when you hear Logan that, Ryan and, uh, when you hear the personnel that they have, you think that they're going to be a mid tier. They're going to be a solid defense. But what he gets out of them week in week out is above average, is well above average, and. Their offensive line is probably going to end up being the top rated this year. Everybody just loves their offensive line. And I don't really blame them. Ben Jones is their weakest link, and Ben Jones is a solid player. I mean, he's... He's solid. He's solid. Yeah. 
So no. it's going to be – it should be a very good game. I think that – I think it's going to be very physical. Yeah. And I just don't I, know if we'll be able to compete with the physicality of them. I, just, I don't even know anymore. I mean, two weeks ago, I thought that there's no way we beat them. And now we have hope on offense. I mean, we have hope. We're not a one-dimensional team anymore. We don't have to completely shut them down. Because if I thought if we had to completely shut them down, we're gonna lose it. Like if we had to rely entirely on our defense to keep them from doing anything, they were gonna wear us out. And yeah. well, now we have to ask our offense to do something. There's a potential that it will. Big difference than what we're used to. Yeah, I, I don't even know what to think. I, I I do think we lose this game. I think we cover. So. I think the uh, point spread is like four points. I, I, Tennessee I think, by four. I, I think we lose by a field goal. Yeah. I, I hope not. I hope we win because we're not beating the Chiefs. So, and then yeah. we're the Browns. So if we can win two out of the next three going into the bye, I, I feel a little bit better. We, I don't. I don't know. I mean, between the Chiefs and the Titans, we've got to sneak a win. If we want to win our division, we've got to sneak a win out of one of those two. I'd prefer for I, honestly, it's I'd rather, more likely that it'll be the Titans. I'd rather beat the Titans just because of a division. Yeah, just to I, get that division win. I honestly think the Titans should be our bigger rivals than the Colts. Well, they are. I think right now they are. I don't think anybody's worried about the Colts anymore. Right, but I mean, we don't have to fuck the Titans. It's fuck the Colts. It should have always been fuck the Titans. So. That's what I think. I mean, but that's whatever. It is what it is. When you go against Peyton Manning for so long, I think that's yeah, when we're, probably half the reason why you go. Well, it's because we could never beat them. We were always so close. That's what I'm we could never beat them. So, Whereas the Titans were so bad for so long, we kind of forgot you know, that they stole our entire history. You go to the – my parents are still Titans fans. They live in Nashville. So if you go to their stadium, like 90% of the decals and stuff yeah. on it are Oilers players. That's what I hear. It's disrespectful. Yeah, they have this huge Merle, Merle to Love You Blue. All right, it's the size of a two-story house on the inside of their stadium to Love You Blue. Yeah. <laughs> no. I think we lose. I hope I'm wrong. I don't know what you think. You think we win. You do. I can see it in your eyes. You do. Just say it. I hope you're right. <laughs> If we get another game like we just did, uh, Deshaun Watson would win. I think if he's that rookie where we where we have a roller coaster season, which is more likely, we're gonna lose. Or he's up some, he's amazing some games, and not so good the others. Then we're gonna lose. But if we get a similar game that we just got, we're gonna win. I'm hoping that Bill O'Brien starts to game plan for these teams the way that he games plan game plans for the. I'm hoping he starts to take every game as serious as he does a Patriots game. Because we just show up when we need to against the Patriots. I mean, obviously, last year, Brissett, that one game. But the last couple games, we've showed up. And a lot of it has to do with the scheme and what Bill O'Brien's wanting to do on offense and then what Brable and Rack are doing on the defense. I think if we can approach this game that same way and play with that same intensity, I think you're right. I think we can win. Something in the back of my mind just tells me that the Tennessee Titans are a much, 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 much better team than we actually think they are. Even though we think they're good. 
I think they are pro football focuses number four team on roster. Just the strength of their roster is number four. And most of them will go through the draft. So we'll see. If we can pull off a win at the next two weeks and it be the Chiefs or Titans, I'd rather it be the Titans so we can get a division win, which will come in handy towards the end of the season if we want to win the division. I just honestly, I, I feel like we're going to have a lot of fun these next two weeks. But I just hope everybody realizes, like, the schedule, the way it's lined up, it's not a beautiful scenario for Deshaun. So all this hoopla and, and the happiness that we have and hope, don't let that go away because of who, what happens the next two weeks. Oh, it's, just keep in mind. There's going to be some growing pains. There And there's going to be some growing pains. And not only that, just the matchup favors for both teams that we're playing. It's just not, it's not ideal. No. And Kansas City is a good defense. They're yeah. a very good defense. Marcus Peters, I think, is like the second best corner in the league right now. Um, Justin Houston, I think, is leading the league in sacks right now. There's a lot of good things going on in Kansas City. And their offense is rolling. And it's not ding-dunk anymore. It's taking shots downfield and scoring. Yeah, And they're we'll, running the ball we'll hella talk, well. Yeah, we'll so, talk about them a little bit more. But we just need to make sure, yeah. like... It, Reel in your expectations a little bit, and don't be so disappointed if Deshaun can't pull off a win this week. It's part of it. It's learning. We'll be fine. So, John, anything else this week? Okay. All right, guys, go follow us on uh, uh, Twitter at TXNS uh, underscore unfiltered. Same with Instagram, TXNS underscore unfiltered. You can find us on iTunes. Just search Texans Unfiltered, SoundCloud. Um, Be sure to hit us up on Reddit if you'd like. Uh, we're actually building the, the Texans Unfiltered website as we speak. You guys will be able to reach out uh, through that as well. I really appreciate you guys joining in. Leave us reviews on iTunes. We'll talk to you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in to Texans Unfiltered. I'm Young Ari Gold signing off. One second, I say bulls on parade. Got a mean D, and they on the hunt. Opponents three and out. Now they 